And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much, legendary John Bon Jovial, and welcome aboard everyone around the world. And of course, our friends in Rochester, New York, who listen to us on WRFZ FM 106.3. Glad to have you all on board. We've got a lot of great music for you today, a couple of great new artists. And uh, actually, we've got, a, uh, we've got a new release from an artist we had on the show uh, a few months back. Uh, they go by the name of Savannah Rose and Atlanta Burning. They have a new lead singer, and we've got their brand new release, which just came out. We're going to be playing that for you shortly after we get through the formalities, one of which is uh, saying hello to our house band, Kitty Bingo, out of Texas, the good old rock and rollers who provide us our theme music and uh, all kinds of good stuff. They provide you some real good rock and roll, which you can pick up online. Just check them out, kittybingo.com. They're also in the usual suspect places, but uh, I suggest you go to the website because they have a uh, they have a really neat website, and you find all the information on the music there, how to listen to it, how to write them, and tell them how wonderful you think their music is. And if you do tell them, tell them that they're due to get back here on the show. We haven't had them on here in a while, and uh, we'd like to get them back here with some more new music. John Bon Jovial, how are things over on your side of the desk? Well, you know, I think that also uh, the um, audience should tell Titty Bingo how wonderful we are. Don't you think? I mean, we are, after all, wonderful people. Well, that goes without saying. But we just said it. <laughs> no, you just said it. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, take you know, the rap life, for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Life here in the swamp continues. Uh, we are um, heading into the winter months now where it's going to be a frigid, oh, 78 or 79 degrees during the day here soon. And, and, and the thermometer will plummet all the way down to about 60 to 55 at night. And I'm telling you, it is quite the sacrifice that we make. I mean, people up in Nome, Alaska think they've got it bad. They should try spending a, a winter in, in southwest Florida. <laughs> well, we're actually getting a little bit uh, a little bit frigid here, too. We haven't hit 90 in a couple of weeks. So uh, uh, after this oh, week's bro. 80s... After this week's 80s, we'll probably be down in the 70s with you. So uh, looking forward to that. Some uh, nice, pleasant weather. I'll tell you what's really neat is early in the morning when it's really brisk and crisp outside, uh, just open the window and it slaps your side of the face like an ice cube. It's uh, I know. Really you know, is... you put the gloves on and the muffler and your parka and oh. you go outside and, and you feel that 58-degree temperature. I and, know. It's and just... you can open your jacket up a little bit because it warms up to 63 and... and, and and you're feeling and not macho. Cold. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's still cold. I mean, we're really taking our lives in our hands here. I mean, we don't want to suffer from exposure or frostbite or anything like that. But then again, when you do live in southwest Florida, you know, there's a certain machismo that takes over, and you go out and you brave the elements, and, and you do it like a, a manly man. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think what was that you were just saying? I'm full of what? I think we better quit the joy juice. <laughs> I have my weekly cup of tea here, and I think I'll, 
I, I hope that's what it is. I never know for sure. But uh, hey, listen. Listen, everyone, this is a show where you and our guests get to pick the awards. And, of course, every guest on the show is an automatic award winner. And we want to know who you think should be on the show. So if you know an artist, a band, a solo artist, whatever, who you think deserves a shot at us playing their music or maybe even having them guest on the show, you can tell us about it very simply. Just drop us a line. The email address is david at thedavidbowers.com, and uh, put guest up in the uh, subject line. We'll take a look at it, and uh, be sure and include, if you can't include a track of their music or a link to their music, uh, at least give us some contact information, you know, the name of the band, where they're from, something, and uh, oftentimes that's very important because there are duplicate names out there. There are you know, more than one, when it comes to bands especially, uh, there could be more than one with the same name. I know we've run into some artists uh, that, where there are duplicates out there, two different people with the same name, and that can get kind of confusing. We wouldn't want to direct anybody to the other artist. Uh, we want to get the one that you're recommending. So drop us a line. Tell us who you think uh, deserves to have a shot on the show and have their music exposed around the world, and uh, we'll see. We may get them right here on the show. We're going to move right along now with a previous The David Bowers Award winner. And uh, it's a band called Savannah Rose and Atlanta Burning. We had them on the show here uh, a few months back and got a lot of good response off of their music. Uh, they do uh, they do some really good stuff, really tight sound. And uh, they have a new lead singer. They've been working and uh, getting in the studio to get ready for their second album, and that will be coming up shortly. Hopefully, we'll get to hear that, too, but you're going to get to hear one track off that album right now as uh, we bring them on. Uh, the group, again, is Savannah Rose and Atlanta Burning.
You're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And if you're an artist who'd like to have your music featured on our show, please write us at david at thedavidbowers.com. There you go. I like that sound. Mercy of You by Savannah Rose and Atlanta Burning. A little bit different than the sound they had when they were here before, but of course they had a a different lead singer then, so I can understand where they uh, transitioned the music to fit the new lead singer. What would you think of that, John Bon Jovial? I, I like it. She's got such a sweet voice, and it blends in nicely with the production values that they're trying to put forward on that. Uh, it's it, it's a good song, you know. It it just it amazes me the uh, amount of music that we go through on a weekly basis to try to call out what we're going to play every week, and the amount of talent that comes through this place that we are able to listen to, and you can't possibly play everybody in the oh, short absolutely. amount of time that we have. But it just really kind of boggles my mind that some of these people have not really become big-name musicians because they're just so darn good. Well, there uh, there are a few that are knocking on the door right now, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, well, I... I don't want to single out anyone and leave out someone else, but uh, we had uh, we've had uh, several that were up for uh, some uh, very prestigious uh, indie awards. I know Nikki Chris has been on the uh, on the preliminary ballot for the Grammys now for I think four. This is her fourth or fifth year. Uh, Sharon Leah is also a uh, a Grammy contender. And, of course, several, we had uh, five or six that were in the running for Josie Awards. And Sharon Leah won, uh, I think, Entertainer of the Year at the Josie Awards. So there are several that are uh, knock, knock, knocking on that door. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And that's one of the things we've tried to do, of course, is focus on the emerging artists, the up-and-coming artists. And, of course, we try to uh, we try to pick the good ones uh, for you, our listeners, and uh, – that it's happening. We're uh, we're seeing it happen. We're seeing the artists that uh, that we've had on the show get on to bigger and better things. I know one of our earliest acts, as a matter of fact, I was talking to Paul uh, earlier this week uh, about uh, Dimitri's Rail out of Houston, Texas, and uh, we had them on oh, a long time ago, and we're due to have them back again. But uh, we were talking about it, and they have been uh, they have been climbing the ladder. They've uh, provided the music for at least two movies. I don't have notes in front of me as to which ones they are, but uh, they have done a couple of movie soundtracks. Nikki Chris, uh, she's had one song that was on a Lifetime movie, was featured on a Lifetime TV movie. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, a lot of these artists that uh, you're absolutely right. Some really excellent artists, some real comers, and they are they are in the process of breaking through big time. Yeah, some great talent. I mean, another example is, even though we haven't had them on for a couple of years, is uh, out of Kiev in the Ukraine is Yellow Dog. They yes. have increased their uh, their coverage of Eastern Europe and now starting to get into the, fring- the fringes of Western Europe, whereas two to three years ago, they were really pretty much a, a local Kiev garage band. And yep. I know that, uh, that uh, Sergei uh, has uh, taken that band in a direction that is a more commercial strain, which really, you know, as much as we'd all like to be purists, you have to do the commercial thing if you're going to make oh, any yes. money in this business. Yep. We all we all know yep. that. And yep. so something like that, they've taken it, they've run with it. And, uh, and, and I think also 
a real good example of people that are starting to really come around and uh, get uh, get a grip on what it's going to take are the two guests that we have today. And I think that uh, after we play the music uh, for our wonderful audience, they are going to uh, find out uh, exactly what we're talking about when it, it comes to um, Mr. Philip Broussard, who is waiting in the wings, and uh, also Why Why Not with Billy Alexander, uh, who's also waiting in the wings. So it's going to be a pretty good show today. We've got some great music coming up. I know that. I think and I'll shut up now. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get right to the music. I'm going to mention also uh, some of the artists that we have coming up before the end of the year. We've got a young lady by the name of Cherish Lee, who is the daughter of country legend Johnny Lee. She's going to be joining us oh. here uh, uh, next week. And uh, Very cool. We've got Scott Gagner will be joining us. Uh, we have uh, Billy, uh, Billy Alexander with uh, Why Why Not, which is a Rush cover band, and they're also an original band. They, they have dual tracks there. Uh, he was supposed to be on in a couple of weeks, but we had a, uh, we had a cancellation and had to replace it, and uh, he happened to be the lucky nominee to move up on, the, up on the guest list. And also, we're scheduled for a return, a return engagement with some old friends of ours who are just so much fun uh, because of what they do, not only the music, but how they play it from upstate New York. The Swamp Drivers are going to be back in a couple of weeks, and uh, oh, I know excellent. our listeners are going to be looking forward to that. But right now, we're looking forward to talking with Philip Broussard, and we will right after we listen to Just Wanna Believe. Ever since we met I have worshipped the ground That your feet have touched Just to be pushed around I should know by now You're not here to stay It's something I can't get past and it's killing me I just want to believe You'd be there for me Cause one day I hope you'll see What your love's doing to me It's worse every day as you inch farther away Cause I don't know what to say I remember the walks That we used to take and coffee in the morning just after coming awake and now those are replaced with angry words flowing free and I don't know what to do 
on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Welcome aboard, if you would, please, Philip Mercer. Howdy, Philip. Hi. How, how are you? <laughs> well, I was doing well until I stepped on the end of your song there. I forgot about that uh, That false ending kind of tripped me up, but uh, hey, you win something, you lose something. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I did that on purpose, so I, just to get you. So, <laughs> Well, it worked. Uh, just remember, we owe you one, okay? <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show, Philip, and uh, it's it's a pleasure having you here with us. I love your music. It's a it's. I, I originally caught the uh, the def, the description of your music as a uh, uh, easy listening uh, pop blues sound, and uh, I, I, I get from that a little more pop than I do the blues. And I know that your uh, one of your idols is John Mayer. Uh, how does that work yeah. for you? Do you do you try? Does he motivate you, or does his his work inspire you also? Oh, it's definitely both. It's definitely both. So uh, there's a there's a song coming out on my EP here, uh, not too not too far in the future, that is actually a bit more of that description. That was a song. The song's called Drowning, and it's. Uh, it's got a, a darker feel to it, a more bluesy feel to it, and so that's uh, that's when I was thinking of how to describe myself. That's kind of the song I had in mind, but then I started, you know, churning out these, you know, more pop tunes and stuff like that. So it, it's uh, yeah, when they hear the single that came out, it, it's probably a, a misnomer, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, well, no, but yeah, so I would the answer to your question, I would say John. I mean, he's he's both. He's he's an inspiration as well as a. Uh, as a motivator, definitely. A motivating factor. Well, that's that's sure. not surprising, and it's it's a good thing. You've got a nice you've got a nice easy listening sound, and I'm sure that uh, you're definitely uh, definitely scoring in the female demographics. So uh, I I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about uh, about not having the blues in there right now. I'd say you can probably go both ways at your own convenience there, and and you have worked at your own convenience because I know. You took uh, you took a few years off and uh, went with the Navy. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. How, what made you decide to go back into music and uh, and pursue it full time? Well, so <clears throat> I guess it kind of requires a little bit of backstory. You know, my my dad died when I was eighteen, and uh, oh, I'm sorry that's when I decided. To join, yeah, so that's why I decided to join the Navy in the first place. I just you know life didn't life felt kind of stagnant and I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. And, you know, after losing, sure. you know, he was, him and I were really close. So, you know, after losing him, I just kind of decided to kind of shelve it for a little while and, and just, you know, the, uh, when in the Navy, I wanted something difficult to do. I wanted something to take my mind off it. So I figured, you know, God, a military, a military that, enlistment would do that. And, that will do that. That'll, uh, that'll take your mind off a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, once I got out of the military, I finally had the opportunity to kind of talk with, you know, I essentially swept all that stuff underneath a rug, you know, all that emotional baggage and, and you know, grief and everything and, and 
so when I got out of the military, a lot of that stuff started to kind of creep back up on me again. And so you know, I went to a counselor and, you know, they, they, uh, that was the hardest part. The hardest part was just getting myself to a counselor because it's, you know, nobody ever wants to exactly need, you know, help yeah. with something. So, exactly. uh, you know, they asked me if I had any hobbies, you know, and I said, yeah, I'm a guitar player. I've been playing since I was 15. And they're like, well, when was the last time you played? And I said, I mean, off and on here and there. And they're like, you should get back into that. You should definitely get back into that. And so, uh, needless to say, I, I picked it back up again and, and, uh, you know, John Mayer, one of John Mayer's albums was actually a huge part of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm appreciative of that. Well, it's definitely working for you. And, uh, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was a good move on your part because your, your music, uh, seems to come out smooth and comfortable. Like it's, you know, kind of like it's meant to be, it's not like you're forcing it or something. And I know John Bon Jovial, who is, uh, who is also our, uh, our uh, technical expert here. He's the one that gets into the motivating <laughs> factors and the production values sure. and everything. John, you're just waiting to jump in here. I can tell. Yeah, sort of, kind of, uh, <laughs> uh f- first of all, Philip, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, my, my dad was a Navy oh, man you. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I, I have the utmost respect completely. Uh, but, um, I, I just wanted to. It's fun. I'm not. Don't really want to talk about the technical aspect uh, of just want to believe. What I wanted to tell you was that I'm listening to more of your guitar playing than I am your voice. I mean, of course, I'm listening to the singing, but uh, and the the style of, you know, for lack of better words, if you will, strumming, if you will. I'm trying to think to myself, where have I heard this before? Where have I heard this particular style? And I know it's available in many different places, but I think the first time I ever heard it was when I was a kid, and I was listening to uh, uh, Peter Yarrow and Paul Stuckey from Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Hmm. a very very similar type of style, and it's something that I've always enjoyed. So uh, I just, I don't know if, that had ever uh, consciously hit you after listening to something like that. But that's, uh, that, that's what I, what I'm taking out of this and probably one of the reasons why I really like it. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate what you said about the service too. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of, you know, veterans day just came and went too. So, you know, right. For, yes. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean a lot. And so from my heart to, to yours there, I appreciate that. Uh, and to everybody else who served too, it means a lot to me. Um, with that said, uh, you know, I have a bit of an eclectic background, music background. Um, so my dad did listen to Peter, Paul and Mary. Yeah. Uh, and we had, you know, growing up, he was also a, a big Pink Floyd fan, the Doobie brothers, but then, you know, on, on Sundays I would go to church with my grandmother and she'd play Elvis Presley gospel, you know, so there's, uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's an eclectic mix in my, in my background, I suppose, musically. So, uh, my strumming pattern actually, there's kind of an explanation for it, and so, uh, and you, you'll you'll hear it when I finger pick too, because uh, if I, when I'm on stage, like I, a lot of times I'll just I'll finger pick my solos, I'll put my pick down and I'll finger pick all my solos and everything, but uh, there's actually a reason for it. And, um, when you're holding a chord, uh, I hold my bar chords a little bit differently. I actually hold them the way Jimi Hendrix used to, and there's, oh. that's where the John Mayer influence came came in. The bar chords are held with my with the bass note, the top string, actually with my thumb, uh, instead of just barring them with my finger. And, and uh, oh, wow. so you actually get a much different sound where you strum 
uh, if you strum a chord in the middle of, you know, starting at the D string up, or if you strum all of them together, you get a much different sound with the way I hold my, my bar chords. And so I think that plays into it a lot. Very interesting. That's very cool. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, uh, before, before I ask you this next question, I, I have an interesting question I picked up from, uh, well, I won't say where I got it from, but that's something I want to check with you. <laughs> but first, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody how they can find you online so that they can hear your music, get in contact with you, check on what you're doing. Where can they find you? Yeah, so they can find me on Facebook. That's a, that's the main kind of central social media area that I hang out at. Uh, sometimes I do some Facebook live stuff, and uh, you know I'll, I'll play. You know, do maybe, maybe do a small guitar clinic or something like that. And uh, but you know I, I post up on YouTube. I've got a cover of you know Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton on there, and uh, I've got a couple of live shows that I played that that went on there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter too. Uh, you just all these all these things you just search my name and I should just, you should be able to find me. Um, okay. Pretty and much all my photographs. I just have a guitar in my hand. Okay. And for, uh, for the listeners who can't quite pick up the spelling, when we say the name, it's Philip and the last name is Broussard B is in boy, R O U S S A R D Philip Broussard. Google that name. You'll find him online. And Philip, before we let you go, I, I just have to ask you this question out of your past and the things that happened to you. How did you ever wind up having to worry about people asking to smell your hair? <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, and that, just after a show, you know, there was this, there was this girl there. And, you know, I was having a conversation and everything, and, and uh, you know, she wanted a hug, and so I gave her this, you know, side hug and everything. She just asked, she's like, I know I've got a weird request, but, uh, you know, can I, can I smell your hair? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> she, was, she was pretty, you know, pretty disappointed. She, like, looked at me, she's like, really? Like, how could you say no to me? And I'm like, sorry, uh, but that's weird. Well, I, so I, I think, just gave her the look like that's that's odd. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that answers the question about uh, you're reaching the female demographics. I think you're uh, yeah. I think think you're succeeding there. Probably uh, <laughs> about the same as John Mayer. I could expect the I could expect him to come up with a story like that too. Philip, yeah. a pleasure having you join us here on the show. In the remaining thirty seconds or so that we have, tell the audience a little bit about this next song we're going to play called Invisible Heart. I'm sorry, all over again. I've never I heard one that yeah, I, you, you stick around. You'll hear it in a few minutes. All over again. <laughs> that song's about uh, just letting somebody go and them coming back, and then just the the, the the joy of having that person come back, and you know the excitement of, of seeing them, you know, walk through your door again. Because there's there's all we've all gone through that where we've just Absolutely. let I think let something go or whatever, and it came back and. It's a good feeling when you when you regret letting that person go and having them come back. And they walk back into your life, absolutely. Again, Philip, thank exactly. you so much for joining us. We we'll look forward to talking to you again in the near future. We we'll look forward to listening to your music, including this song, All Over Again.
There were times I felt so alone Even though you were right next to me There were times I could sense that You just didn't want to be with me When you finally left On that long trip back home I was stuck sitting on one side of the couch Left to sob there all alone And I tried to breathe And I tried to sleep all day Wishing that all this pain would just go away It was a beautiful surprise I didn't know where we should begin Cause all I know is that I fell in love all over again Couldn't wait to embrace you Once I realized You came all the way back to me Just to look into my eyes And as you're standing there I just don't know what to do Cause all I know is I have this chance Just to wrap my arms around you and Now I'm free to breathe And I can finally sleep Hoping that you'll be there for the rest of my life Because you knocked on the door right outside You were a beautiful surprise I didn't know where we should begin Cause all I know is that I fell in love all over again There you go, ladies and gentlemen, Philip Broussard. Thank you very much for joining us today, Philip. Our next guest is waiting in the green room now and will be joining us in just a couple of moments. He is an, uh, he's an award-winning, Grammy-nominated guitarist, songwriter, producer. He's worked with the lights of John Waite and Tom Petty and a couple other names I'm sure you'll recognize. And his group is a, it's a Rush tribute band that also does some amazing original material and you're going to get to hear the original material side of it beginning right now as we bring to you why why not with billy alexander and a thing called 
Here's the title. I tripped a little early. Invisible Heart.
Greetings from Boston, Massachusetts. This is Dan Lawson of the Dan Lawson Band. And you're listening to Dave Bowers on Blog Talk Radio. Now that's 10 minutes you're never going to get back in your life. But you've got to have something to do every once in a while. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The band is called Why Why Not, just exactly the way it sounds. Two, two whys and the word not. Why Why Not. And uh, the gentleman who is going to be talking with us right now is Billy Alexander. Come on in here and say hello, Billy. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? Uh, great on this fine, uh, fine day here. Fantastic. So glad you could be with us here today. And uh, what a sound you guys put down. You've got a uh, you've got a great sound that actually lives up to your reputation as a uh, as a preeminent Rush tribute band and uh, also uh, an original sound, too, which uh, I'm glad to see. I mean, I really respect the tribute bands and the job the excellent ones do. We had uh, we had one on early in the show's history. Uh, from back in New York, uh, Dan Kohler, and the uh, oh, the name slips me right now naturally because I'm the thinking Al- of the Allison Chains tribute band. That's the one, yes, the oh, Allison okay. Chains yeah. tribute band, and uh, okay. uh, you know some yeah, of the, they were good. some of the tribute tribute groups out there are absolutely fantastic, and you fit right up there. Absolutely. But the thing that really impresses me is that you're able to step away from that and still maintain your own persona with an original sound. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I mean, I, I've, I've been an original artist um, a lot longer than I've ever done any, any covers of any kind. So, um, and this, this project actually started, you might say, out of an original um, composition, and it just kind of, um, a few things fell into place, and it just became this, this tribute thing uh, based off of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I never, I never set out to form a, a tribute band of any kind or anything like that. I really uh, didn't know that much about them. I've, I've heard of them over the years, but I, I really, um, that wasn't the plan, but it, it just kind of um, just fell into place that way. Well, that and the fact that you've got some, uh, you've got some heavy duty people you're working with in the group too. Tell, tell everyone about oh, yeah. the, uh, the members of your group. Oh yeah. Well, we've got, um, young, uh, 20 year old Rocky Cooner on vocals and she's, uh, she's great. She's also a musician in her own right and and writes, um, different styles herself uh, on some various uh, projects. She does, uh, bassist, uh, Tim Starachi, uh, who lives in Melbourne, Florida right now. And he, um, is a, a bass virtuoso, as I call him, and um, drummer, percussionist uh, Chris Moore, out here in uh, in uh, Orange County, California, and he's uh, he's also a virtuoso on drums, and he's he's put out books, Speed Mechanics. He plays in side projects with guys like George Lynch from Dokken and um, other well-known people, uh, Corey, um, I think it's Glover from uh, Living Color and. Um, so yeah, they're they're just amazing musicians, and they're just you know a joy to work with, and we we get along so well on top of it, and you know I think it comes out in the music that we we play as well. That's a safe statement right there, and I understand now. Rocky was 19 when she joined you. I understand she That's, really impressed yeah. people right out of the shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, me included. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, when I when I when I originally wrote this 
the uh, the song "Why Why Not" as sort of a tongue-in-cheek um, thing after seeing the Last Rush concert. Uh, they were the heroes of mine when I was a young kid. Um, they're probably the reason I picked up a guitar in the first place. Um, so I went to see their their final concert, and um, just as I'm watching the show and getting nostalgic, I started thinking, you know, I've, I have not really done this kind of music in so long. You know, I do a lot of country stuff and pop stuff and what have you. Really? I thought I should just I should just do a mock-up instrumental that sort of picks uh, little um, nods to their um, early career. And I did that and recorded it, and it got a, a reaction from people on a lot of these Rush group sites. And um, somebody, uh, well, Tim saw it, and he said, well, we want to do a Rush cover via video, long distance, and but we'd need somebody to sing. Fast forward to I started asking around, and Chris actually recommended uh, I look up Rocky, and I saw a video online of her doing Highway Star, Deep Purple, and it knocked me out. And I immediately called her and said, you got to come over here and get on a microphone and do one of these songs. And, and she did great. And then since then, we've continued and people have just been knocked out by by her and the power in her voice and some of the similarities to early Getty Lee uh, vocal tones and and all that. So, yeah, she's she's been uh, uh, really sort of our secret weapon, we call her. Not so secret. <laughs> I got you there. I got you there, and I thoroughly understand that. Let me let me just make one thing clear. I know John Bon Jovi is standing by. He's got a question for you too. But I just want sure. to make one thing clear. Uh, you, you uh, your name of the band Why Why Not has nothing whatsoever. We were talking about women's demographics here uh, with Philip Broussard before you came on, and I just want to be sure. Now your name has nothing to do with the uh, women's clothing and accessories line. Why Why Not? Is that correct? No, and I, in fact, I, I'm surprised there even I didn't even know there was one because I've got a trademark, trademark going on the name and nothing, no conflicts came up. <laughs> but, um, maybe maybe you should get uh, in touch with them. Maybe uh, maybe you can work out a, a mutual agreement there and, uh, yeah, and become ambassadors. No. <laughs> become ambassadors for them or something. You never know. Uh, <laughs> a nice paycheck now, too. The, 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 the name is. The name is also tongue-in-cheek because uh, Rush has a famous instrumental song called YYZ, based uh, oh, off right. of the, air- the airport in Toronto, YYZ, YYZ. And so that was my little cheeky um, uh, form of kind of giving them a nod and, and playing with the name as well as kind of shrugging my shoulders a bit and saying, yeah, why not, you know? <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's what that is. Fantastic, but uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe you should get in touch with them, and if nothing else, they might at least come up with uh, with some uh, some female merch for you. You know, some women's t-shirts <laughs> or something you can, with your insignia. And John Bon Jovi, what are you aching to get in here and say? Well, I I just uh, one of the things that I like about this song, uh, "Invisible Heart." I mean, it's look, I'm a I'm a rocker at heart. I have been for many many years. Um, but as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, you know, why do I like this song? Why do I like this song? And then it dawned on me why I like this song, even though it may not be. To me, it sounds analog, and I love mm-hmm. analog. I love analog yeah. over digital any day of the week, and it's right. just got that that fullness to it that you can't get with a digital recording. So my question mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. how much... Um, how much analog, if any, went into the recording of this song? Well, um, 
I've, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a big analog fan. If I had it my way, um, I'd, I'd record to tape and, and do it the old-fashioned way. Um, it isn't. It, it's done. Uh, I just did it at my home studio on um, Pro Tools. The, uh, the guitar is, of course, just old school, a microphone stuck in front of a speaker. Um, sure. Vocals, sure. vocals, same thing. Um, bass, somewhat. Uh, Tim runs through um, sort of a, um, a digital head that, that when, it, when I get it, I run it through a few things that kind of warm it up um, through, quote, unquote, tape. They're, they're plug-ins, but they're designed to mimic the compression of, right. of analog. Well, tape. you know, Pro Tools is an expensive program, and it's designed to do mm-hmm. all kinds of things, and it does it, and it does it well. Uh, sure. But the the thing that I, I like about this sound is that you've got a good grungy garage sound going with it, and I personally mm-hmm. I just love that stuff. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, going yeah. back all the way, going back to the uh, you know back to 1962, 63 when the Beatles were a garage band. They weren't. Well, and, well that was it. That was the yeah. yeah. That was the proving ground for bands. But that's where you uh, that's where you made yourself, created your sound, perfected it, and sure. then moved on to the next step. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to yeah. I got to get a uh, I got to get a plug in here uh so that Dan Kohler doesn't slap me silly. Uh the band <laughs> we were referring to the uh the cover band that we had on the show Alice in Chains cover was uh Sludge Factory. So uh, I don't want oh. I don't want Dan has been a friend of mine for many years and I don't want him to think that uh, I forgot his band's name. So we got that Very in good. there all right. Let me uh let me ask you this. Now, you do such a good job with your divergence to original material. And as you explained, you were an originals artist before you became a tribute artist. How do you, right. how do, you do this? Uh, how do you create the sound when you're setting up to, uh, to write and create your original material as opposed to when you're doing, obviously when you're doing tribute and according to your reputation, uh-huh. you do it very well. You create a rush esque sound as it were, but right. when you're doing original, you, you manage to inject an originality into it that says, Hey, this is why, why not? How do you do that? Well, it's, it's, um, it's conscious. Um, the the first originals that we did because we didn't have a name uh you know uh of our own we basically had uh the rush material so i had to kind of uh make the arrangements and make a lot of the sounds and and stylistically uh gear things very heavily in their direction um so as not to have fans scratching their heads sort of like you know well wait a minute you're doing an original i get it but why does it sound like i don't know aerosmith or something you know so um, it's geared towards that, and I've been slowly trying to, we have been slowly trying to um, move it a little a bit away from just obvious uh, stylistic um, rushisms to kind of our own thing. And now we feel like it's a little safer to do it because people have become so familiar with the original material and seem to embrace it that I feel like it's safe ground now to start kind of moving further away and develop a little bit more of our own um, sound. Well, that makes sense. Uh, you, you mentioned the fact that you have, uh, you've played uh, pop, you've played country. How do you right. think this has influenced you or has it influenced you? Uh, I mean, a ton. I mean, 
you know, even just just the um, working in Nashville as a songwriter and working with other songwriters and producing for um, younger artists and uh, in those styles um, has just made me a better writer. And, you know, I mean, to me, no matter what style song uh, or uh, style that you're doing, whether it's funk, rock, blues, uh, hard rock, whatever it is, um, I'm I need there to be a, a, a good song in there. Um, so that's kind of at the forefront of my mind is making sure the song, um, is, is there and it holds up and then have fun with, you know, these amazing musicians in the band and making sure that they're being showcased and having a little bit of fun with the arrangements and maybe being a little over the top here and there and, and sort of showing off some musicianship along the way, but never losing sight of the melody and the lyric and, and serving the song. So it's it all to me it's all encompassing. I think as a musician, if you're open, um, the more styles that you bring in, and the more that you're influenced by the best of the best of everything, the more that that's going to pour out of you into whatever project you're working on. Gotcha. Well, you be sure we have a couple of pages on Facebook. You just. Uh, uh, search Facebook for the David Bowers Awards. You'll find the pages there. Feel free to post up your events, your new releases, whatever you've got happening. Uh, that's what those pages are there for. They're there for you to use. If uh, we get your press releases, we'll be sure to uh, pass the word on there. And again, we're down to about 30 seconds of time left. And I know that there's a little backstory on this next song. Tell us about yes. Etheria. Uh, Etheria is sort of my... Um uh, ethereal nostalgic nirvana song it's kind of a term i made up when people ask me what it's about and <laughs> That's a um it's 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 basically about um you know with social media and people's lives being hectic and and people getting you know we get a little um uptight these days with so much information overload that sometimes on a weekend, for example, you know, you crack open a beer and you put on a, an old record like the stones or something. And you, you just get washed over by that feeling of joy. Gotcha. Of re- remembering what that felt like the first time you heard it, or the first time that you were dating a girl when you're in middle school or, or whatever it is, right. those, those feelings can be sort of an escape from the current reality. And well, um, to me, to me, Etheria is sort of like a place. Why don't we just escape some of this and go there in our minds? Um, I got you. Have an imaginary place. Yeah. I got you, and we're going to go there right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is All Billy right. Alexander and his band Why Why Not. It's called Etheria.
thank you. Why, why not? Right here on the David Bowers Awards. We'll see you again next week with another hour of new indie music and talk with the artists who make it. Right now, though, it's time for John Bon Jovial to take us home. And we are on our way. Thank you, David. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. And we are available for free download on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Amazon, Alexa devices, and uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud, 365 internet radio stations, Tumblr, the list goes on and on and on. We are everywhere, my friends. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk radio page and be sure to like The David Bowers on Facebook. Be sure to follow us as well on Twitter and for to uh, hear about uh, upcoming news and events and things of that nature. Please join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WFRZ, WRFZ. Boy, I did a David Bowers there. On WRFZ <laughs> FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. That's Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. Greenwich time for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. Until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick the Geek, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial. We thank you for listening. We'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.